is the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, taking a bite-sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points. Hello and welcome to the latest Agenda Podcast from the Blood Red Channel with myself, Matt Addison, alongside my colleague Theo Squires. Harry Kane has reportedly made the first move in engineering a transfer away from Tottenham this summer. So could and should Liverpool be in the conversation for him? And what impact could Kane leaving Spurs potentially this summer have on the Premier League and the Reds? Well, Theo, I think the obvious place to begin in terms of, of Liverpool is to think about whether he would suit Liverpool, whether Liverpool should be in the conversation for a potential transfer. What's your sort of initial thoughts on it? I mean, obviously, we'll put the price tag to one side for a second. But just in terms of, of suitability, do you think he'd be a good player for Liverpool to look at? Uh, I think in previous seasons, he's a player that you wouldn't even have this conversation about when it comes to Liverpool because he was just a goal scorer. He didn't really seem to be particularly quick or pressing or any of this. He was just a finisher who could score from absolutely anywhere. But this season, Harry Kane's brought something new to his game. He's got this creative side about him that makes you start to think maybe he would be a perfect fit. Like He's a currently joint leading goal scorer in the Premier League with Mohamed Salah. That's the side of him we've seen for years and years and even though when he's got the odd injury, he still gets these sorts of returns. But he's also leading the way in the playmaker charts with 13 assists. And there was the spell in the season when him and Son Young-min were just setting each other up every single week. I think it's the most successful partnership in Premier League history for goals created between the duo. You think, well, if he's doing this with Son in what has been an up-and-down season for Spurs, what could he do alongside Sadio Mane? What could he do alongside Mohamed Salah? Now, we all know Liverpool have had their issues in attack this season. Like, granted, Salah's scored a load, but Mane hasn't scored as many as we'd expect from him. Firmino has had this problem for a couple of years now, and there is that question of, do Liverpool need a more prolific option? And you think of Premier League strikers out there, Harry Kane's one of the best finishers in England. He's one of the best finishers in Europe, and he'd certainly tick that box. He doesn't need to be particularly quick or anything like that when you've got those two either side of you. And now he's shown this playmaking ability. He would work quite well alongside those two. It probably prompt a sort of change in approach from Jurgen Klopp's side, but it would still be effective. And you think, well, if you're having Kane and Salah in the same attack, the two leading goal scorers in the Premier League, that's a deadly proposition. Now, whether it will ever become reality, I think we can all probably go, yeah, it's, it's not going to happen. But it, it is a nice thought, and it's one where you can see this other side to Harry Kane now, where he has grown as a player, he's developed as a player, and he could potentially be a fit. I think for, for most clubs in the world, you could find a way of, of squeezing a player of his quality in. I'm sure Liverpool would be no different, but we do have to sort of talk about the, the plausibility in terms of, of the price tag, the valuation. Obviously, we don't know how much Tottenham would want for him. But in terms of Liverpool, you'd imagine if they were to go for a big player like a, a Harry Kane, possibly a Jadon Sancho, someone else like that, they'd have to, to move somebody else on first in order to, to fund a move for that. I mean... Obviously, Liverpool fans will not want to, to sort of split up the, the front three. They won't want to, to move on someone like Mohamed Salah. But do you think that's a possibility at all this summer that maybe if somebody was to come in for, say, Sadio Mane, Liverpool might think about it? Or do you think maybe there's just not the market there for these players at the moment? Maybe there's just not enough money at, at the other big clubs to make that knock-on it, it sort of impact you know, ever plausible to, to happen? Well, maybe uh, Harry Kane's opening the door for everyone. I know uh, Jurgen Klopp said last week he struggles to see an Mbappe or Haaland or a Sancho making a big money move this year. And maybe the money isn't there for a lot of clubs. 
but all it takes is that one big transfer to trigger it across Europe. So say Harry Kane goes and Spurs get a big asking price for him, they've suddenly got money burning a hole in the pocket and they'll need a replacement. It's not going to be as simple for them as putting Son in attack and they're sorted. Like they've had this issue for a number of years now where it's Harry Kane or nothing. They haven't had the adequate replacements for him and that's where they've fallen short in the past. It cost them, obviously, against Liverpool in 2019 in the Champions League final. They had to rush Harry Kane back after injury and he, he wasn't at his best, whereas if they'd had a more capable deputy, they'd have been okay. But now they are going to have to replace him if he is indeed going to push ahead with looking to leave. He's, what, 27, 28. He will want to win trophies. He will want to be playing in the Champions League. And it is now or never for him. These should be the peak years of his career. And it could open it up for a number of clubs. Like We know the, the whispers that Mbappe, Haaland, Sancho, they want to move on. We know there's interest in them, but it's where the clubs can afford them. And I think the players, they've sort of become resigned to the fact that they could easily stay where they were and they'll still get trophies. They'll still be playing in the Champions League. This is where Harry Kane's in a different bracket. This is where he knows he's running out of time because he's a few years older than these players and he will need to make this move if he wants to enjoy this big success and win trophies at the height of his levels and whether clubs could afford him it's up there it's open for debate isn't it like if you sell on harry kane two three years ago you'd probably say what 100 150 million for him now 80 something like that 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 is what's happened to the market and even then you say 80 you're struggling to see a team stumping up that cash without having to move players on and liverpool are no different like if they want to make this big money signing you'd expect it to be a salah or a mane or even a Firmino moving on but is there the market there for those players? Like Salah has achieved so much Liverpool, it would cost more than Harry Kane. And it's where there are those clubs there that can stump up that cash. And I think from Salah's perspective, we've heard him make more whispers about wanting a new contract rather than wanting to move on. Um, and then you think, well, if Liverpool did lose one of the front three, uh, Harry Kane probably isn't the best replacement anyway. It, it'd be something different. He'd score goals. And like I just said, he'd be a good creator. He'd be a good playmaker. But if you lose a Salah or a Mane, you want that like-for-like replacement who can play anywhere across the front three. You can provide the goals. You can provide that pace. Harry Kane isn't that. He isn't versatile. He's just this number nine who has shown more depth to his abilities. But he's still, you couldn't put him out wide, could you? You couldn't have that movement or that rotational Liverpool front three. It's all very well having him in a front three as a, a swapper for Firmino, with Firmino as a number 10 behind him or off the bench or anything like they've done with Yota this year. But it's a very different prospect if he is an out-and-out replacement and you've lost one of them. So if, if he does move on, Liverpool isn't realistic, but it could open the doors for big transfers elsewhere across the continent. I think that links in as well with the other sort of interesting thing going into this summer is that we don't quite know what the benchmark will be for big transfers. As you say, COVID has impacted the market. It will have been a decrease. You know, the, the valuations will have gone down, but we don't quite know exactly how much they've gone down. And I think whether it's Kane, whether it's somebody else, whoever the first big player is, that will then set the precedent for the rest of, of these transfers, almost like the, the reverse Neymar effect, if you like. Neymar, when he moved to Paris Saint-Germain, he increased the prices. Whoever goes first this summer is going to decrease the prices. I suppose even if Liverpool, realistically, as we know, are probably not going to even look at Harry Kane, they're going to look at that transfer deal potentially or similar transfer deals because that will sort of impact the money that they pay for whatever transfers they do want to do this summer. Well, Neymar was the example I was just going to bring up there myself. Like we know how he changed the market at the time and it'd probably still be growing now if it hadn't been for COVID. If Neymar doesn't make that £200 million transfer, then there's not a chance Liverpool get £142 million for Philippe Coutinho. 
and it is well maybe it will reset the market slightly now and the prices are going to be lower we're seeing it with a number of liverpool players who could move on the fact that for say divok origi harry wilson marco gorich the precedent the prices seem to be 20 25 million the past two summers and now we're looking at close to what 15 20 million and even then you don't know if the team's going to stump up the cash but it is going to be a case of one big player needs to make a move to show their hand first and then the rest of the cards will fall they'll follow um like we saw Liverpool had to be very shrewd in the transfer market last summer when they were striking deals for Thiago and for Yotta when they were doing these minimal fees up front and great getting the deals to spread out over a few years maybe that could be the answer here like if you're going to spend big on Harry Kane or whichever player you're going to have to spread it out even if you are in a better position than you were 12 months ago when you know you've got fans coming back it's still been a year without supporters it's still been lower tv money prize money and all that clubs are still feeling the pinch it just needs that one club to take a gamble to settle everyone's nerves to know there's money in the market to know players are going to move on rather than having to see out their deals or whatever but then on the other side of that we've seen how it's almost damaged genie Wijnaldum, haven't we like Liverpool can't just give him the contract he wants if they don't have the money in the kitty. They've got to still be clever about it. And it's not as though he's announced that he's off to Barcelona already. That deal's already wrapped up, which he'd have been free to do from January. You're there thinking now with his contract running out in a few weeks, has he actually got something concrete yet? Has he signed the paperwork? You still can't say hand on heart, yes, he's definitely going to a Barcelona or an Inter Milan or a PSG or a Bayern Munich. That is, even if it's that unsettlingness for the free agents, it's going to be the exact same for the big money signings. And hopefully things will come a, a little bit clearer in a couple of weeks. But then we're still at the European Championships and what can that do to player values? Uh, like last summer, when it was late movement, we saw everything happen towards the end of the season, um, end of the summer, sorry, once the season had started. It's probably going to be a similar boat here. It's just going to be whichever club blinks first. The Agenda on the Blood Red Channel. Yeah, certainly you get the impression with Harry Kane and, and Daniel Levy as well. If he was to leave Tottenham, he would leave it and leave it and leave it and drag it out pretty much as he did with Gareth Bale as well to sort of inflate that price tag as much as possible. But I mean, in terms of the teams who could look at, at Kane, I mean, assuming that Tottenham would pretty much like Gareth Bale prefer him to move abroad rather than say to a, a Liverpool, a Chelsea, a Manchester United, Manchester City... I suppose that the obvious place for, for him to go would be Paris Saint-Germain, maybe, with Maurizio Pochettino. I mean, certainly if you look at Real Madrid and Barcelona, you imagine their finances are not particularly brilliant. There's not loads of options, is there, for Kane this summer? No, there's not. And it's an issue that is going to affect a lot of players across European football. It's why you've not got clubs queuing up for Mbappe, for Haaland, for Sancho, for Salah, because they can't afford them. They might want to make the noises that they can, but it's still a very slim picking market. And what's interesting for Harry Kane is, granted, Pochettino's there, and you think, oh, that would make sense. But Pochettino will be lucky if he holds on to the job, depending on what happens this weekend. Like You'd expect PSG to be winning the French title year in, year out. And at the moment, they're second with a game to go. They could realistically not win the league. And Lille win that when they're already out the Champions League as well. It wouldn't be a surprise to see him get sacked. And obviously for the Everton fans who won't be watching this, Moyes Keane did an Instagram post, I think, yesterday saying he hopes to be at PSG next season. Well, if they've got to front the, the cash for him, which we're expecting to be over 30 million, 30, 40, whatever you want to call that. Well, 
that means they've still got those competitions for places there. They've still got Mbappe. Neymar signed a new contract. Icardi is still on the books. So that's a player they'd have to move on. It's still something has to happen to find that space for Harry Kane. And it's one that you can see it's hard to see it happening at the moment when I think Pochettino will lose his job if he doesn't win that title. And as you mentioned, Barcelona, Real Madrid, well, they're not going to have the funds to strike a deal. They'll be quite happy to keep hold of Karim Benzema and Lionel Messi for obvious reasons. And that brings you back to the Premier League. These are the teams that you think, well, Man City are losing Sergio Aguero. They need a striker. Manchester United, they've got pretty much that front three behind the striker nailed down. It's one of the best in the Premier League. But there's still those question marks about the number nine. Granted, Cavani signed his new contract, but he's not exactly this young forward that's going to lead the line and be prolific for them for the next five years. And Chelsea, well, we know the issues Timo Werner's had, and we know how impatient they can be. They could easily decide, nah, we've had enough of Timo Werner. You're a substitute now. We're going to loan you out or whatever. And there is that opening there. You're looking at the market and these teams. They're probably more realistic options for Harry Kane. And then we know how stubborn Tottenham can be. Granted, they've dug the heels in, in the past, but with Gareth Bale, it was a case of he definitely wanted to go to Real Madrid and there was still the money in the market. They could do that position. Can you be so fussy now? Can you be so picky when it's if a side has got the cash and they can strike a deal when you know there aren't going to be those options elsewhere? They might have to just take it because it's better than having an unhappy player on your books if you've pretty much ver- uh, guaranteed him that he can le- move on. Uh, we've seen it in the past with Christian Eriksen. Spurs aren't afraid of holding on to player for an extra six months, losing value on him. But Christian Eriksen's a very different prospect to Harry Kane, who's one of their own, who's been so loyal to the club and he's stuck around for as long as he possibly can. Uh, it's whether Daniel Levy's in and we know how difficult he can be, but this market makes it so much harder for him. If Kane was to go to, to Paris Saint-Germain, would that make them the favourites instantly for the Champions League? And equally, if Kane was to go to one of the Manchester clubs, would that then make either Manchester United or, or Manchester City favourites for the Premier League title next season, do you think? Um, I actually said to uh, Sam Carroll when he was repubbing the story on Harry Kane yesterday, if he goes Manchester City, that's the title done, isn't it? Like They've been so good this season without a number nine. And they've been scoring goals, they've been getting the results, and they've got such good attacking talent like Phil Foden, Kevin De Bruyne. If you have Kevin De Bruyne feeding Harry Kane, and he's already scoring 25, 30 goals a season now, that's worth another 10 to him, surely. You think of City are already champions now quite comfortably, even with other teams challenging him in a normal season. That should be enough for them. With Manchester United, it's harder because it depends what else they can do in the market. Because we know the holes they've got, like defensively, <laughs> Liverpool exposed them pretty easily last week, for example. But it would make their front four arguably the best in the division, or definitely right up there. Uh, but still, I don't see it as enough being for them to win the league because they're still up against City. They're still up against Liverpool if Liverpool back to the best. And Chelsea are in the same boat there. With PSG, um, well, we could have said their favourites the Champions League this year, and it's just not happened for them. Uh, it make them have a deadly front three. Neymar, Mbappe, Kane would terrify any defence. But have they got it enough to get it over the line? That's debatable. I think the only one that guarantees success for him would be Manchester City. 
Yeah, certainly it could well be one of the big summer transfer sagas. And of course, Harry Kane will be with England for the Euros as well. It'd be interesting to see if he does move, when that move would be, how much it might be. Certainly could well be on his way out of Tottenham and Liverpool will be watching closely. Make sure to like and subscribe or leave us a review if you're listening to the show as a podcast. And of course, you can leave your thoughts on what Liverpool's transfer plans should be if you're watching on YouTube in the comments section below. For now, though, from myself, Matt Addison, and from Theo Squires, that's all we've got time for on the latest Agenda podcast. Goodbye for now. You've been listening to the Agenda podcast on the Blood Red channel.